What is up, guys? I am Hugh Rages. And I'm Suicidal Sanders. And we are Technically Gaming, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything from AMD to World War Z. If it's about gadgets or interwebs, we've got you covered. If you would like, you can catch the podcast every Friday over at YouTube.com slash Hugh Rages or listen on most major podcast platforms around the world. Suicide, what's up? How's your day going, man? Going pretty good. Um, getting a bit of a feeling of deja vu. I don't, and you'd, you'd almost think that we'd attempted that intro about half a dozen times. Uh, but no, it's going good. It's going good. I mean, it's all very, very boring in self isolation as we are all told to stay at home, avoid contact with people. Um, I, not I me. I had to go to work. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't think you're quite as uh, stringent over in America as we are over here. I mean, pretty much eight out of ten places are closed uh, and you're told to stay at home uh i mean it's not quite a police state but uh because we're you know we're all in this shit together but uh it's finding things to pass the time yeah podcast (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so um how about we give some people some news to help them pass the time What, what what do you got for us to talk about suicide yeah, it's um, uh, for those of you not aware, I do. I'm a professional writer editor for a, an online tech company. I'm not going to say who they are uh, because my opinion, and if you do find out who they are, I'm going to say now because this is the first one we're doing. The thoughts and opinions that I express on this podcast may not necessarily reflect the opinions of my company or my professional attitude. <laughs> so- <laughs> That's called covering your ass, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, starting with um, a news story that's broke in the last few hours, um, Death Stranding, as you know, is uh, Hideo Kojima's first uh, solo project since uh, him and Konami had a divorce. And um, it was due to be really the PlayStation version's been out. uh, Crikey, when did that come out? February? Uh... It's been a few months. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, the PC version was originally due to be released on June 2nd, and uh, there was a lot of hope and anticipation surrounding that, largely because on the PC you can just graphically push things a lot harder than you can um, consoles. Yeah. Now, it was supposed to release on June 2nd, uh, but Konami, um, Konami Productions, that, that was a... Jeez, I'll have Hideo Kojima suing me. Um, <laughs> Kojima Productions has posted on Twitter <laughs> earlier today to say that the game has now, the PC version, has been delayed until July 14th. Um, when was it supposed to come out? June 2nd. So it's been pushed back about six weeks, which isn't the end of the world. It's not like Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> that got pushed back from April till September. Um, but the, the reason for the delay is is pretty self-evident with this COVID-19. People have been advised, recommended to work from home, and that's just... I work from home, and trust me, when you've got wife and kids and pets around you, there's a very distinct reason why we're recording this away from my home at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 annoying, but, you know, it's understandable, and at least it is only being pushed back six weeks. And in all honesty, I it's one of those games that I just regularly forget is actually coming to the PC. There's something about Hideo Kojima that just always makes me think PlayStation exclusivity. So, Honestly, think. 
moving forward, we're going to see this with a lot of different games, honestly, with everything that's going on. Um, I, I believe like a lot of these major games are going to be start getting pushed back. I was honestly surprised that Final, Final Fantasy didn't get even pushed back some um, and actually came out on time because of what's going on with everybody working at home. Like you said, it's it's definitely a crazy time right now for everything in the world. Yeah. Um, and um, it's it's not a it's not a topic we had scheduled to discuss but i i have con- kind of been semi reminding myself to mention it and it is about um um it touches on gaming but um pc hardware and consoles in general um it's a bit of a no brainer that um with this covid-19 um pretty much china shut down for about 2 weeks and when china shuts down the world shuts down in terms of manufacturing oh yeah loads of manufacturing companies who may be japanese brands there may be american brands maybe european brands but trust me pretty much all of them manufacture their technology in china and it's it's caused this covid-19 has caused problems and um, we are going to see shortages of technology. Um, it may be, it may be more keenly felt in some areas than others. Uh, but the, the long and short of it is, um, PC gamers have had a pretty decent run for the last two years. Three years ago, PC prices were probably at the highest they've ever been. Um, Sixteen gigabytes of RAM had set you back in excess of two hundred dollars. Now you can get it for less than a hundred. Um, Graphics cards, graphics cards have always been expensive, but they they are returning to some kind of sensible level now. Um, but just uh, it's only something I'm going to touch on briefly. But if you are planning to get a new monitor, um, get a new graphics card, upgrade your processor, motherboard, whatever. Um, if you're looking for something that's reasonably new and relevant tech, you may want to buy it sooner rather than later. Because a, I think it's going to be harder to get, and b, I think prices are going to start going up again by the end of the year leading from that we actually have a story about this don't we uh if it's the same if we're thinking of the same one uh, is this about nintendo yes it is about nintendo yeah um this this really is one of the first major examples we've seen of it but um nintendo released the switch console back in march 2017 so it, it's quite crazy to first see that this console is three years old already it, yeah. it seems a lot newer than that <laughs> it really does um, uh but uh it's it's done God, really well it was released in 2017 yeah um march 2017 i think jeez man okay um, <laughs> And it, I mean, if if we go into the backstory a little bit, it came after the release of the um, Wii U, um, which sold abysmally. I don't, I I do actually, I did have rather a Wii U, and um, I, I am something of a supporter of the Wii U. I think the biggest failure for that system was Nintendo's marketing. Well, to me, it just that, to me the Wii U just did not have a good selection of games. That's what kept me from it, at least. Yeah, it, it struggled with third party. I mean, the, uh, the the single biggest exclusive you could probably say at the time was Bayonetta. That was, other than the general Mar- um, Nintendo licenses, Mario Zelda, and it didn't really have a great Zelda game, really. Um, 
But uh, for, for me, the biggest problem with the um, Wii U was the fact that it was just poorly marketed. The name Wii U, I think, just made everyone think it was just a another add-on for the Wii. This was just another uh, another Wii Fit, another Wii Sports. It wasn't yeah. a console in its own right. It was a it was just another way to extend the life. Um, but I liked it. But anyway, it sold sold really badly. Um, so Nintendo needed the Switch to be a success, and you know, good for them. It has been. It's had its problems. Uh, the uh, Joy-Con controllers have been unreliable on more than a few systems, enough to make a bit of a... Not enough to issue for Nintendo to take it as far as a recall, but enough that they don't really have to do anything if they don't want to. Um, but anyway, getting back to the um, the situation in regards to uh, product supplies, Nintendo and the Switch is the first example we have of a tech product that's been really hit hard by this and uh earlier this week nintendo pretty much confirmed that all of their entire back stock of nintendo switch consoles had completely gone out to retailers in other words it was sold out and that is I, I crazy dude <laughs> i should i should re-emphasize this doesn't mean that they're having problems getting the systems to shops like walmart or GameStop or things like that it's nintendo bu- it's building them right yeah, the, the the components necessary yeah. to put them together. Nintendo just don't have. They haven't said what they're what they're lacking, but they just literally they've sold everything they've got in their own manufacturing plants. And the way it's looking, they are not going to be building any new ones for at least three to four months. So the short answer is: if you want a Nintendo Switch, good luck. Uh, <laughs> good if you luck. own an int- if you own a Nintendo Switch, um, treat it like it's made of gold because if it does break, you aren't getting another one anytime soon. Yeah, um, and it leads to because people are buying these things up as well, trying to sell them for a higher price. Yeah, we've, uh, the, the scalping is well underway. Uh, for those unfamiliar <laughs> with the term uh, uh, scalping or scalpers, they're people who buy things at retail price that they know are going to be in limited supply and just instantly look to resell them. What they do is inflate the inflate the price by making it that mainstream retailers don't have them. Uh, and that means that instead of getting a Nintendo Switch for about $300, if you were to look on eBay or Facebook Marketplace right now, You'll probably see the vast majority of new systems, at least. People want about 400 to, well, I've seen them as high as $600. So, you know, it's it's a good way of making money, but it's a scumbag way to do it. Oh, it's completely horrible that people do this. Completely. Um, I did cover a rather amusing story here in the week of a guy who um, did try uh, building his own Nintendo Switch. I should know he didn't do... This wasn't like the A-Team where he turned a shopping trolley into a uh, tank. Um, what he basically did was he bought all of the reconditioned parts and he assembled and built one himself. So he bought all the little individual components and made one himself. That is about the only way you're going to get a Nintendo Switch unless you are camping outside, I was going to say Toys R Us, but they don't exist anymore. <laughs> um, if you camp outside GameStop and just wait for them to get one, Um it ain't going to be easy, and I don't think you are in any luck of getting one. Certainly before, um, certainly before Thanksgiving. I might even say before Christmas. I think Nintendo may struggle to produce decent volumes before Christmas. That's it's going to be. It's, you got to think this is going to. It's probably not not going to be like a hundred percent a major setback for them. It's going to hit them pretty hard that they're 
not able can, to produce yeah. these systems. When you consider that Animal Crossing, this has been one of their most hyped games, certainly since the start of the year, came out only a couple of weeks ago, and they don't have Nintendo Switches to sell with it. I think the game itself has already sold about uh, 20 million copies. Um, but people who can't get a Switch and want to play it, well, you can buy the game. You just can't get the console to play it on. Yeah, that's, that's, oh boy. People just need to stop scalping. That's what I think. Please. I know it's never going to, but we can only hope. Well, it, it's a double-edged sword scalping because what can happen, and it's happened on several occasions in the past, is you can have people that buy up and buy up and buy up, and then all of a sudden the supply is good again, and all of a sudden they've got like 20 Nintendo Switches sat in their cupboard that they just can't get rid of or at least can't sell at a profit. So a a story kind of off-topic, something like that that has happened recently that I've heard about is a guy bought a... A, a storage shed full of hand sanitizer <laughs> and he tried to take it back to where he bought it from and they were like no because <laughs> we know what you're doing it's, we've, we've seen similar things here um, our, our um, supermarkets have been hit pretty hard with people just panic buying food um God knows why, because we're not actually in a food crisis. But but anyway, and um, there's all manner of stories of people spending like uh, hundreds and hundreds of uh, pounds or, or rubles, if you prefer, on food that they've just had to throw out because they they've either got nowhere to keep it or or nowhere to put it. So yeah, people, be sensible. It's it's a virus. It, the world isn't coming to an end. So don't buy things unless you you, you don't really have to or you don't want it. Hugh concurs. <laughs> All right, right, so Suicide, what do we have up next to talk about? Uh, it's a very, very loose topic, um, but it's uh, GTA 6, Grand Theft Auto 6. Um, <laughs> the problem with this game is that there has been a... Everything you see on the internet regarding this game is 99% theory or unconfirmed leak and one percent absolutely nailed on by rockstar for some somehow because this game's been in development for over six years now it's amazing that rockstar games have kept pretty much every detail about this quiet <laughs> that is very rare these days i mean one can only <laughs> presume that their staff are forced to sign a, an nda a, a non-disclosure agreement that if they do leak anything and it gets found out they're going to <laughs> they're going to be spending a, a bit of time in jail but um we have heard a story recently in regards to the map size for the game i mean i said there's loads about this game i could talk about but none of which i know for a fact i've heard rumors that the game is going to be based in a miami type setting i've heard rumors that it's gonna be uh, did they have one in a miami type setting was that vice city um was vice city in miami could be I, I there's been so many gtas they kind of model model yeah voice city was a little miami but that, that stay on that track though because it does tie into another rumor i've heard um 
I've heard that it's going to have uh, three major cities rather than just one Los Santos. It's going to be three cities in three locations. Um, supposedly no load transitions between them. Um, and the latest news is uh, um, we've also heard that the map compared to GTA 5 is going to be roughly four times larger, which if if true... I don't have the internet <laughs> scaling, but it's going to be something like Skyrim or um, Jesus. Uh, what, was the third, what was the third Elder Scrolls? Was that Morrowind? Anyway, it's going to be so. huge. Um, but there's been rumors. There have been a few rumors for a while that because um, Rockstar has been under a lot of criticism in the last few years for putting crunch time on its employees. Uh, for those unfamiliar with the uh, term in gaming. That's just, basically where your employer says to you, this has to be done by this date. If uh, if you want to know about crunch time, I have a little homework for you. It's called Jason Schreier's article on Anthem. I hate Jason Schreier. <laughs> um, oh, there's, there's, there's a nice little tangent. He's quick, Taku. He's working for Bloomberg now. So he's uh, off to pastures new. Um, hopefully Kotaku won't be uh, quite as horrific as website as it has been. Won't get into that. Um, so yeah, fresh rumours, GTA 6 are suggested. Um, there were rumours regarding crunch time that uh, Rockstar wasn't going to be able to finish the game on time. Now, as I said, this does sound pretty ridiculous when you consider this game's been in development for at least six years. Um, uh, but there were suggestions that what they would do is basically release the main city almost a bit like how GTA V was, and then in future updates and expansions, they would build the two. They would add the further two cities to the game. Uh, apparently, not. There is some unconfirmed inside rumors. And as I said, treat these with a colossally huge pinch, pinch of salt that are suggesting that um, they will have the entire map ready for the game on launch day. As for when launch day will be, well, your guess is as good as mine. I don't expect to see it before 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's honestly, I, w I think I would like to see them like implement this in some way, even if they do have a full map at launch. I think a good a good thing that they could do is to add on to the map with further um, DLCs or expansions in some way. Well, you remember how you talked about um, Vice City being um, uh, the whole Miami thing and Vice City? Well, yeah. There may be something similar with GTA 6 and uh, taking your mind way back to the first Grand Theft Auto. Do you remember that they did GTA London, which was basically an add-on pack for the game? I'm uh, not familiar. <laughs> no, he, he's maybe too young for that one, bless him. Which one is uh, it? Which one is G it? GTA London, probably released 1998. And it was, although it was a standalone game you needed gta so it, it was basically what you could consider one of the first triple a expansion packs in a way. no i don't know that no i'm yeah, sorry for being so young <laughs> and, and before people uh, call, call me up 
up on that. Yes, there have been plenty of expansion packs released before that, but it was just the the, the only other example I can think of was Hellfire for Diablo, and that was '96. So, um, so there are rumours that they are going to look to revisit London in the franchise again, and it will be as a GTA 6 DLC or add-on pack expansion, whatever. So that could be pretty cool. That could be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see stuff like that in that game. I think it would definitely, um, besides like, you know, the GTA Online, of course, it would definitely keep like this, the people who like the single player more, more inclined to keep playing. Um, but in regards to when it comes out as well, um, don't forget that Rockstar Games are under absolutely no rush or pressure to get this finished um grand theft auto 5 was released in 2013 and i think on only three times has it been out of the top 10 gaming sales oh it sells like crazy in the top 10 and that's (laughs) mad to think that seven years on it is still one of the 10 best-selling games at the moment and it has been I said, I think it's only been out the charts three times in those seven years, which is insane. And of course, you've got the whole uh, online aspect, the microtransactions of that. Um, it, it's just, it just seems funny how Red Dead Redemption 2 is a lot newer, but GTA 5 is just carrying on doing a lot better than that ever will. So, as I said, um, Grand Theft Auto 6, just take everything you hear with a huge pinch of salt there is nothing confirmed and as far as i can ascertain there is going to be absolutely no news nailed down until rockstar games post something on their social media till they want you to know (laughs) you're not gonna know no no um they run a type ship though credit to them you know if this was e if this was ea or activision we we'd know all sorts about this game by now but so, uh, so moving on, how about you, spe- speaking of GTA 6, you have to think it's probably going to be, um, it's gonna, probably going to look really, really good, right? So if, if when it comes out, if you need some newer stuff by then to run this with, what would you, what would you, uh, what would you say some, some stuff in the news that people could use in their good old PCs? Well, um. In terms of graphics cards, very little, and that may again be part of the COVID-19 problem. Um, NVIDIA was expected to announce some new graphics cards next month, uh, last month, rather. Nothing happened there. They did a refresh of one of their entry-level designs, uh, taking the... Um, I, I would take it that their- the whole... Um, what was it? C Is it CES? Yeah, CES. The, um, uh CS has been cancelled. Um, EG, uh, they're all getting cancelled. I mean, it, it'd be easier just to, to cover it in a blanket statement like that. Yeah. All of the ma- all of the major tech events in 2020 have either been cancelled or indefinitely postponed. Um, CES is without a doubt one of the hugest. I mean, so you'd have to think one. that would probably be why we didn't see a lot of this, huh? Um, I think it's more just from the point of view that they just they just can't get the parts or they just don't think the market's ready. Um, yeah. It's um, in fairness, the market isn't really crying out for new graphics cards at the moment. Um, 
everyone would love to see AMD finally release their truly high spec design. They've been talking about it for about six months now. They keep calling it Big Navi. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be their top of the range graphics card that supposedly will take on NVIDIA's best. Um, whether they'll do it or not, I don't know. They've been talking about it and knowing AMD, what they will do is they'll release it. They will release it, but it'll be about a month before NVIDIA does their new 3000 series graphics cards, which should be out around summer August. Um, something that is coming a lot sooner, though, is Intel's new Comet Lake S platform. That's their 10th gen desktop processors. Um probably going to be released within the next four to six weeks i've heard um i've heard they'll be announced on the 30th of april for a release on the 30th of may something like that um and over the last few days we've already seen a ton of motherboard manufacturers leak their designs and note i'm using the commas here when motherboard designs leak online it's All the companies like to pretend it's an accident, but this information doesn't come out accidentally. If you see a picture of a motherboard that hasn't come out yet, there there is somebody at the company that's literally let that slip out the back door deliberately just to build up a little um, uh, hype surrounding it. So, And it always happens with motherboards, always. Um, like, we're AMD. not supposed to do this, but just take this picture and get it out there somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was... It's the equivalent of the of the manufacturer giving the picture to the guy wearing the tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody's going to believe him. But it still looks... Nobody would believe that they actually gave him the picture directly, but then, then it still looks good enough that it, you know people will buy into it. Um, as for Intel Comet Lake S, however, it is looking like nothing short of a colossal dumpster fire at the moment. I've seen a number of leaks surrounding its performance, and the short version is is that comparatively, it may have the beating of AMD Ryzen 3000. So that's your 3600Xs, your 3700Xs, etc. The the comparative Intel processor will probably be faster. There are, however, two huge warning signs in regards to those designs. Firstly, I've heard that the processors the intel processors require a ridiculous amount of dedicated power i've heard figures of up to 224 watts um now i should clarify you won't you will just uh, smile and nod at this point yeah when, <laughs> when it comes to processors um you do have what's known as the tdp which is the uh, thermal displacement something or something like that anyway um i do know it i just can't remember it off the top of my head but the TDP appears as a wattage and it is very different to the actual amount of power that a processor requires. And with figures of up to 224 volts, I've even heard 300 watts mentioned, which if you consider that a processor has to have (laughs) that amount of dedicated power to run, and in this instance from Intel, to, to just beat them, to just beat AMD, and we're talking... From the benchmarks I've seen uh, that have leaked online, we're talking single-digit percentages better. Um, That is absolutely insane. Um, For people who are familiar with the older, it's almost like Intel. I've I've used this line a few times now, but Intel is turning into AMD 15, 20 years ago. They're building 
uh, they're going down the road of more calls. Yeah, because before, power. before you know, you would you would hear like people say, "Well, Intel is the way to go," and it's starting to change quite it's drastically. Changing, it's changing big time. Um, the last I saw of um, market share figures, AMD was up to about thirty six, thirty seven percent market share, which is the highest it's been for over ten years, and. The last time the companies were near 50-50 parity, Intel's always had a slight advantage, but the last time it was like 52-48 was back in 2001-2002, and the way things are going by this time next year, it's going to be 50-50 again. So things have really swung back in AMD's favor. Um, but uh, another major problem, and I said that this is Intel. Intel is making the same mistakes that AMD made 20 years ago, that they're trying to build uh, bigger processors, more cores, more power. And it's... Um, from a, it from a person from a person that's like out of the loop of this stuff, like I really don't 100% understand what's going on completely. Mm-hmm. But it just sounds like intel is trying to keep up too much to amd is that right what happened was that um amd um launched the ryzen platform in 2017 and it Mm -hmm. caught intel completely by surprise it was far better than intel ever thought amd would be capable of and what you have to understand in, in tech industries is that um you can you can make and design products to catch up, but products take time to design, to yeah. manufacture, to test, to build. So to make them uh, the best that they can be. And their new platform, Comet Lake S, isn't even new technology from Intel. It's still on the 14 nanometer node design, which um, they've refreshed. Literally, they've basically revised this same design about six or seven times now it's it's almost getting embarrassing for intel the amount of times that they keep reusing this design node and they haven't and they can't transition and this is the difference with when amd did a ryzen one uh that was on a 14 um uh, nanometer platform then they did ryzen 2 that moved it down to 12 and ryzen 3's got it down to seven nanometers now and for those of you who don't understand what that means the measurement is in regards to the space between transistors on the actual chip itself. And the, the smaller the, sp- I'll keep it this as simple as possible, but the smaller the space, the less energy is lost transferring data between the two and the less heat is generated because the two are close. It's not such a long move. Yeah. So less heat is made. So a smaller node design basically means faster and cooler processors. Um, but Intel haven't been able to make that transition. They're still on 14 NM. And talking about the heat, you know, we're talking about, you know, them trying to make them eat more and more powerful. Well, it looks like if you don't like your hot processors, then you're going to want to stay a mile away from these because I have seen figures showing even some of their mid-tier designs getting as high as 92, 93 centigrade. Uh, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but let me just say that that is an absolutely ridiculous figure. Yeah, it sounds horrible. uh, at the absolute worst, I see, I have a Ryzen myself, and a, a little Hudipi over there will have one soon too. Uh, but um, the hottest I've ever seen that get at 100% load is about 72, 73 centigrade, and that that's at full tilt on 
I have a decent caller, but you know, it's not it's not the best out there. But it's certainly if 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 we were talking about a grading scale, it'd be like an A minus in terms of the best you can get. And uh, that's the hottest I've ever seen that get a seventy two, seventy three. So for for inter, if you're going to test one of these processes, you're going to use a good caller. You're not going to use a, a twenty dollar bargain basement one. And for it to be running that hot, you know, ninety two to ninety four. That's just horrible. <laughs> It's bad, and once again, though, this is what I was saying about the comparisons of them turning into AMD. This is what AMD was when they did their um, their eighty three fifty, their ninety three fifty processors. I mean, they were talking about eight cores, sixteen threads running at uh, you know four point five five gigahertz. Sounded great, but they were just apt. They just required mammoth amounts of power and ran insanely hot. It was always the joke that Intel made at AMD's expense. Oh, if you want to heat up your room, just open up the side of your case if you've got an AMD processor. <laughs> Joke's out, on you, out. Intel. Guess what? <laughs> now it you're just, doing the same thing. <laughs> but this is the problem that Intel Intel has. It's that AMD just caught them completely off guard, and by going for smaller node designs, AMD has backed the right horse here. And... Do you think that Intel is panicking at this point? It's a huge, it definitely, absolutely. This Comet Lake S, as I said, it is a nothing panic release. They could, the, the next platform, which I think is Tiger Lake, it gets confusing because this is how Intel does, does things. You have Coffee Lake, Comet Lake, uh, Tiger Lake's coming up next. It gets confusing. You have to try and remember them all and in, and in the right order. But, uh, even their next platform coming out out to this one is only just able to move down to 12 nanometers. So, um, and by which point, by the time that comes out, AMD may all be already be down to five nanometers. Yeah. Intel has dropped the ball. Um, it, there's two ways of looking at it. Either, either Intel were caught with their pants down or while AMD was continuing development, Intel just kept coasting along thinking people will still pick us. Well, this is, this is how I feel about stuff like that. It's like you had to think Intel was on a high horse for so long. A lot of these places think that they can't be beat that, you know, nothing's ever going to beat them no matter what people's going to stick with their products. But, you know, in the long run, it's it's not like that if something comes along better people are going to pick that it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is yeah and and the thing is now with ryzen being in its third generation with the fourth one set to release this year which i honestly think it's been one of amd's smartest moves they haven't just released ryzen one and then left it a couple years to milk it and then do the next one which is kind of what intel does um what amd has done is they've released a new version of ryzen every single year now, yes, you might think, well, if I've just bought a Ryzen 3000, does that mean it's going to be old, you know, outdated tech in a few months? Well, yes, it is. But the point is that the more AMD is releasing, the more they are proving to consumers that at, the, at this point, they're the far better processor to choose between the two. If, if you were to ask me right now what processor you should buy on a reasonable budget, I'd say the AMD 3600, or if you want to go for something slightly less expensive, something like the 2600X, it's it's AMD all the way. I could not recommend a reasonably modern Intel processor. The last good one they probably did was the i7-9700K. That was probably the last really decent gaming processor they did that didn't have a few cracks starting to appear. So... 
yeah, if you're buying a processor, it's gotta be it's gotta be Intel. And judging by what uh, it's gotta be AMD rather, and judging by what Intel has coming up to uh, to fight it off, it, it, it's just looking like a unmitigated dumpster fire. <laughs> Does not sound good in the least bit. I stand. I honestly stand to be proven wrong, but everything I've heard about Intel just shows that it's just going to be this this new processor range is just going to be an absolute nightmare. But we'll find out due to come out towards the end of uh, end of May. So uh, pretty soon, uh, well, pretty soon. All right. right, lighter <laughs> news. Getting onto a more lighter theme. <laughs> Huawei, 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 Huawei. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> That's the phone company, the one, the one who everyone around the world is convinced is trying to hack into your five uh, G networks and stuff. Uh. spreading the covid virus <laughs> dang it <laughs> anyway huawei phone manufacturer they've been caught cheating again with their p40 pro um came out a little over a week ago and it's been found that um not for the first time not for the second time huawei has used a professional grade camera and tried to pass off the pictures as the photos taken on this on the smartphone Naughty, naughty. Why do people do this, man? <laughs> it it was eventually found out that the, the pictures um, that Huawei used. Now, they're not in any legal problems over this because it's all a case of whether it's misrepresented or not, and that's always that's not that's a hard case to prove unless Huawei put a disclaimer on the picture saying this was actually taken on the p40 which they don't so when it comes to marketing images and advertising there's always a little bit of leeway but the issue here is that they they certainly made it appear that the pictures were taken on the phone they certainly they certainly didn't discourage you from having that opinion um but yeah it was found out that instead of being took on their like um 700 smartphone the p40 pro was instead took on like a three thousand dollar smart um dslr camera which is is a world away in terms of uh, quality. Yeah, I've I've seen this is not the first case of this I've heard here recently. I believe like um on a new Logitech stream cam that they were making, they actually used a DSLR camera uh picture and put it into their software on the picture. <laughs> without saying because you know you know on a dslr camera you can blur your background and it had a blurred background the picture was this something you can't do on the stream camera that they are trying to sell to people which is not right people should not do this no and uh, as i said the problem is it is in a kind of gray area regard to um the legality of it but uh this isn't as i said though this isn't even the first time that this company's been caught doing it this is the third time they pulled this trick they did it with the p9 they released back in 2017 or maybe a bit earlier they did it on the p30 which released um uh, 2018 i think that came out so it, you know the, there is somebody that uh huawei that just clearly isn't getting the memo here that they're they're cheating and they're being found out every single time <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> we know you're doing it. The crazy thing is, though, is that the camera quality on their phones is actually really decent. I mean, it's arguable whether it's better than Apple. Apple obviously has a lot more money to throw at yeah. um, 
a lot more money and resources and resources. Okay, but how much does like a phone like this run you though? Like price wise, um, the P forty range is quite notably a bit more expensive than their P thirties. I know that the it does it cost as much as an Apple phone? Is what I'm trying to say. It's about. It, it used to be that Huawei was about a third as expensive, and it's about it's about half sixty percent of the the Apple comparative price now. Um, so it's still a damn sight cheaper than Apple. Like you, you'd, you'd say probably to get the best Huawei phone, you'd be saving about five six hundred dollars probably. But you you gotta also think like why not just put your camera quality because someone sees what you your camera can actually do, and they're like, well, sure, Apple's better. But I'm paying like a half the price. You would still think a lot more people would go for that phone. I I actually have a, a well, P30. I needed a new phone. I did have an iPhone, but the battery was starting to go on it. Uh, this was despite Apple supposedly having replaced it two years ago. Um, but the battery started going. Um, so I, I bought a Huawei P30, and I love it. It cost me about two hundred dollars. Camera quality is fantastic. Battery gets me. I could get through a week without having to charge it if I, you know, just for general. Because I don't use my phone a lot. I, I really don't. It, it's for me. If, if I'm a bit old fashioned, and a phone is for making calls and and sending messages. It, it's not. It's not something I peruse the internet with. I have a, you know, I have a big PC. I can do that on. Um, but the camera quality on them isn't bad. It really isn't. And why they would choose to just make such an obvious it had impressed me far more if they took actual pictures and you can take some amazing pictures on it and just say wow look what our camera can do and guess what this costs five hundred dollars less than the apple go android <laughs> it's yeah crazy. it's 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 really bad for companies to do this and i'd say you probably if you're anybody trying to get across how your quality is don't do this just don't no. right um next up we're getting back to cyberpunk 2077 we didn't mention that earlier i think or at least touched on it xbox is going to do a limited edition console based on the game it's as you might expect the console itself is exactly the same as a, a standard xbox one uh, x except that it's looks, looks a bit different. it looks beautiful <laughs> i have to admit when you compare this to the controller, they got li- the controller leaked about 24 hours before this system was officially announced. Yeah, the controller looks like shit, and I'm I'm sorry for using an expl- expletive, but there's no other <laughs> word for it. It looks like garbage. The controller. I've heard people describe describe it as a as a black controller that an emo got hold of. Um, and worse, it costs more than the standard controller, which I think in just plain black or white looks fantastic i mean i will say for the record i think the xbox one uh controller is uh the best controller you can get on the pc at the moment i know you use the ps4 but you have a ps4 but if you but you i use buy- the 360 on my pc which i think is the best controller you can use on a pc period they're nice to hold they've um um it's it's a it's a hard word to describe but it feels good in the hand there's a solid weight mm-hmm. to them but they don't feel overly heavy mm-hmm. they feel well made um 
but more than that, they're they're pretty bulletproof, particularly the 360 one you've got. I mean, the Xbox One controllers are they're, a bit more flimsy. Yeah, they're a, they're a little more flimsy, in my opinion, uh, too. But but the the, the the 360 controllers are absolutely bulletproof, and if you need if you do need a controller, they're probably about one of the least expensive options you could get at the moment for a truly quality controller. I think you could probably pick up a, a wide 360 controller for what twenty dollars, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you can probably twenty, thirty, something like that. It's really cheap. But uh, getting back to this cyberpunk system, so the controller's out today. Microsoft's releasing the console in June. There is just one problem, as we mentioned earlier, the game itself does not come out until September. So why are you releasing limited edition stuff based on it now? Well, there, there is an answer to that. It's because the game was supposed to have come out by yeah. now. Um, as I said, it, it yeah. really doesn't seem logical why they're releasing this stuff, but the game was supposed to be out now, and it's not. It's in September, and because of that, it's given it's given Microsoft a bit of an unusual problem. If they launched this limited edition controller when the game come, came out, they would see it superseded within two months with the launch of the Xbox Series X. Yeah, they're not they're not going to want to do that. So no. they're releasing it now. The only question mark I have is if this console comes with a uh, code to get a copy of the game. And I don't know. I haven't heard one way or the other. It would seem absolutely ridiculous if it doesn't. Yeah, it really um, would. It, it, it just that would be very stupid marketing, in my opinion, to just I mean, release the whole console I, for it. I'd say again, the controller looks garbage. The console. The console looks, looks amazing. It, it really does. It's really look cool good. looking. Um, but it's so yeah, it's it's a really janky case of bad timing. But there is literally there was nothing else that Microsoft could do. They're going to release this in June, July, August, so three months before the game comes out, and hopefully they'll be able to shift enough units before Thanksgiving and Christmas comes when they'll be looking to uh, sell their next gen consoles. That is, of course, presuming if they even come out, come out, yeah, if they come out, which is a big question. That you know, I just thought of something. Going back to something we were talking about earlier, honestly, I have actually heard um, that PlayStation, the PS5s, if they do come out this year, there will be a very limited supply of them because of parts as well. Yeah, I've heard similar rumors that um, Sony is only going to make. Um, I don't remember the exact figure. Off the I believe it was three to four, three or four million. They're going to make three. To, oh, oh, that sounds about right. They're going to make three to four million, not for launch day. Uh, they're going to make three or four million by but, April next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on launch day, if they do release around Christmas time, this is going to be harder to get than a PS3. And the PS3 was hard enough to get on release day. Um, so, I mean, in all honesty, the problem that Sony have got is that um, the PlayStation 5 packs some really serious hardware. This is the first time since the PlayStation 2 that console hardware is going to be ahead of the PC curve. Yeah. Um, And it's already kind of there now. If you wanted to play 4K gaming, you need either a PS4 Pro or an Xbox Series X because for what it would take for you to get a PC capable of proper 4K gaming, you'd spend at least twice as much money, probably three times as much. Um, So 
consoles already do have a bit of an advantage when it comes to that that area of the market but um even if they do come out before the end of this year getting one's going to be harder than you know finding hen's teeth and even then um uh, where were we before it cut out we were talking about how playstation 5s are going to be very hard to find at launch or get at yeah. launch yeah so um for if you are listening to this we will try and edit this as best as we can but for, forgive us if i repeat myself here i'll try and keep it brief though um it's going to be hard to get one before the end of the year. And that's not, that's not even necessarily because of this COVID business is because Sony aren't making that many of them. The reason they're probably not making that many of them is because they're initially going to be sold at a razor thin profit. I, I even think they're going to be sold. Yeah. They said that it's very hard for them to get the parts right now. And that, I believe it's going to cost them, if I'm not mistaken, what I've seen at least, is it 450 to make yeah, each console with parts? Yeah, the, the profit margin is, if there is one at all, is only going to be about 5%, 5 to 10%. If, if the, you know, It's not a lot. And um, I mean, if anyone can afford to do it, it's Sony. But what they're not going to want to do is have 20 million of them ready. Everyone mm-hmm. buys them in the first couple of months at the razor thin profits. <laughs> and then Sony don't actually make a lot of money on them. What's, um, and I think that I, th- I honestly think that Microsoft does have a more legitimate response with the Xbox series X. I'm considering it. I'm not saying I'm going to get it, but, um, between if, if you were to give me an option of one or the other, probably wouldn't know which one to pick. So it's going to be hard, really, to distinguish which way to go there. But in terms of actually getting one, um, good luck. And if I were you, I would just wait. They will probably, they probably won't get cheaper, but you probably, if you give it two or three months, you may find that some sales start cropping up, knocking off, you know, 50 bucks off the price or whatever. But um, uh, it's it's looking interesting. Um and as I said, I think Microsoft may just be able to claim back some of that market from from the because let's face it, Microsoft made a complete there's no other word for it, and excuse the British saying, but it, it they made a total cock up of the launch of the um the Xbox One. The way the whole way they handled uh, uh pre owned games and it, all this shit. It was just absolutely it, so I I don't even know <laughs> I think somebody got sacked over that, but they certainly deserve to be if they weren't. So moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we got confirmation early this week that Crisis was being remastered. Are you familiar with Crisis? I have not played the first one. I played the third one, though. Yeah, third one is... First one is better known as a meme. And, uh, I heard me... that it destroyed computer. <laughs> it <laughs> Crisis was a very unusual game in so much as that it ran generally well on okay graphics settings on the vast majority of PCs. But if you set them to the highest settings, it just would destroy the. Be- it was a game that was ahead of the of the consumer hardware basically there was yeah very little out there at the time and this released uh, years you know over 10 years ago there was 
you know, there was nothing out there at the time that could actually run this game. And um, it, it all sparked the hashtag, um, uh, can it run crisis? <laughs> it's actually become more of a joke these days when you're talking about games. If you ask someone, can it run crisis? What you're asking is, is, is a PC high spec? If it, if you see somebody who has this absolutely huge gaming system, the meme would go, can it run crisis? And, you know, cause the joke was that nothing could run crisis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um so it's interesting to see that they that's the one i mean there was a lot of speculation about whether it'd be crisis 4 or whether they were going to uh redo the trilogy but it does look like it is just the first game in the series that's getting remastered um i genuinely hope that they do try and replicate some of the issues that people had with that game and i know that's going to sound really weird um crisis didn't run badly because it was poorly optimized yeah. it ran badly just because it was a game that could run that well and even today yeah. i mean as i said i think the game is close to 16 years old something like that if you were to put it in your pc and play it now at the max settings you'd probably have a decent go of it now because it's been so many years but it will still look really really good it's a game that has really stood up to the test of time uh it was made if anything it was made too good that that was the problem with crisis it, it was too well made um, but I do hope that they look to try and replicate that in so much as that, because uh, I think people would be disappointed if it ran at the highest settings well. I yeah. think people want this to destroy their PCs again. The, the the question, a question I have about this is, do you think that like with, you know, because like you said, the original crisis still holds up even today? And, you know, with with stuff like this and like um, there's rumors that like even Resident Evil 4 may be getting a remaster soon. Like, oh, it's, it's not rumors. It's confirmed. It's confirmed it's, now? Yeah, Resident Evil 4 is getting re... re uh, do you, do, but do you think these games really need a remaster? Crisis, yes. Resident Evil 4, no. Resident Evil 4 is an old. And if you play it now, it still doesn't look bad. I don't understand. If if I we're going off on a tangent here, but it's a good enough one. If I worked at Capcom, if I was pushing for a game to be remade to get the Resident Evil Two Three remake treatment, I'd have gone for Code Veronica X. It's a far better game. It's a game that has a few problems that could be easily fixed, and the community loves it. It's by far and away. If you were to ask people to name one of their favorite Resident Evil, CVX is nearly always mentioned. And I, I, it would have been my choice because, as I said, it was a great game that hasn't aged well and could look a damn sight better with a few modern tweaks to it. But, yeah, they've gone down the road of Resident Evil 4. Go figure. But um, I really do hope that Crisis is... Um, they, they do look to uh, push out the boat with Crisis. Oh, yeah, anyway. me I too. Think just, I think it'd just be funny. I think I, I, if they could make it that it runs well, I think people will just be disappointed. People want to pop this into their systems that has uh, like an, an AMD Threadripper, two 2080 Ti's, and they want to see it barely pull in uh, 30 frames per second in 4K. <laughs> That's what they want to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everyone will be disappointed if it doesn't. Yeah, they probably uh, would. I agree. Right, uh, another fairly recent one, and uh, I think in terms of fairly recent news, this is uh, it's getting towards the end of it, but um, I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, back in February time, maybe March, NVIDIA launched its own game streaming service, GeForce Now, 
No, until I read this this morning, I did not even know this existed. Yeah, the weird thing is, is that a lot of people didn't, and it's because Nvidia didn't really make much of a big deal about it. It's it had been available for about a few, fair few months prior, but it was in a beta mode, and um, it, it. I don't want to overcomplicate the situation, but. NVIDIA has had a lot of problems switching from the beta to the full release of the game where they've switched to a subscription-based. You can use NVIDIA GeForce now. So exactly what is it? Is it like a a Steam? It's a game game streaming platform, easy as that. Or like Stadia? I wouldn't like to compare much to the Stadia. That console's been such a disaster for Google. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's that's another story for another day. But Jesus, yeah, Google really dropped the ball with the Stadia. But yeah, yeah it, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a game streaming service like PlayStation Now. Okay, okay, Stadia. okay. Yeah. You don't need you don't need to own any kind of NVIDIA hardware to use it. It's a subscription-based game streaming service. Uh, you can even use it and play it now for free on under certain con- conditions. You have to queue up, uh, you get adverts, and you can only play a game for an hour before it kicks you off. But then you know you've got a fair library of games to play through, so it, it's it's almost decent as a demo. Yeah, it's, it's like a really decent. If you if they have a game on there that you like and you want to try out without buying, you know it's it's a decent way of giving it a go and just seeing what you think of it. But anyway. They launched a subscription-based service, full 1.0 release, and loads of publishers have since fallen out with NVIDIA over it. Uh, within the first couple of weeks, Bethesda, 2K Games, and there's a third one. Who was it? Uh, Blizzard. Uh, that's it, Blizzard. They all pulled out. Um, nobody really knows why. It's thought that there was a bit of confusion over... Um, the way the contract changed between the um, beta release and the full version. Uh, within the last 24 hours, though, we've heard um, a number of other publishers have pulled out. Um, do you remember who some of them are, Hugh? Because my brain's starting to have you now. Um, I can pull it up. have a look at see i know it says the stuff that's been removed from the platform is halo gears of war forza dirt rally batman yep so it's uh xbox game studios warner brothers um and i know that it, it, very shortly afterwards code masters and uh, a fourth developer i've never heard of clee k-l-e-i never, never heard of them <laughs> um i thought i thought it might have been that um Tech Koei or whatever they were called, the people who do uh, Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that. But no, how's, how's it spelled? K L E I. No, no, never heard of them. No, well, anyway, they've all um, formally withdrawn from the platform as well. So um, uh, it's not looking good <laughs> for. It isn't pretty. Uh, since it it launched about two months ago, it's. Not many new games have been added and a hell of a lot of publishers have walked away from it. And I don't think it's because the platform's bad. I've only used it myself briefly, so I don't pretend to have any kind of... Like I said, I've never even heard of it before today. I don't... I honestly don't... I haven't heard bad things about it for somebody who is a paid subscriber to it. And uh, from what I can see, it actually offers some really decent 
library of games but here, herein lies the problem because they're not agreeing terms with publishers that library of games is getting smaller and smaller yeah. um so something something's coming to a head and, and something's going on there i imagine that the problem is that the publishers and the video can't agree on a profit share yeah between the um between the advertising revenue and the subscriptions and stuff like that well you gotta um, think like you have like epic who is like giving people besides all of the rumors and crap they're giving people pretty good share of their money back for their games are putting on that platform so if nvidia and you know steam probably is getting away with some of the stuff just because they're well established but nvidia just ain't so if they're dishing out some some crappy shares to these people of course they're going to pull out because there's just multiple platforms they can go to besides theirs yeah and um as you as you say there there's a there's a lot of rumors and speculation about the epic game score i personally have nothing against them or their platform uh i i it's it's the same old crap i keep hearing about all their spying you all them they're looking at your steam friend list and all this stuff people have to remember what people don't remember is that when steam first launched which i think was back in 2001 maybe 2003 everyone hated steam nobody liked it i tried it and i hated it i bought a game um i think it was called the ship or something that required me to install steam and i can't i can't help but remembering at the time you know what is this program that i have to install to play my game this is ridiculous um i should be able to just put a game in my cd rom probably maybe a dvd rom then i'm not sure (laughs) and just play it install it and play i shouldn't have to go online buy this app and it people have short memories and steam was hated when it came out i think epic's done a lot of right things with the epic game store i think they're they're giving um developers more money which they deserve quite frankly yeah um if you're mate if you're making the game then the person who's um just putting up the virtual storefront should only, only take a moderate cut and i think um the epic games only takes 10 15 which isn't bad at all if you think about it if a game sells 50 dollars, their cut's only about five dollars yeah um so nvidia now uh, nvidia geforce now could work uh but it's off to a rough start and i think it's always just going to be mildly underground as you said you'd never heard of it until yeah (laughs) didn't even know it was a thing another thing is obviously they probably need to put it if they want this to be a big thing they probably should put a little bit more marketing into it I think NVIDIA were hoping that the branding alone would work, just the amount of people that own their graphics cards. But the problem is, you, if you own a NVIDIA graphics card, you don't go looking on their website or poking around the drivers. You'll play yeah. the drivers when you have to, and then you exactly. can't play your game. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe with a bit of marketing, it could work. But at the moment, their biggest problem is just keeping companies on board. And uh, that's they started off, unlike the Google Stadia, getting back to that, NVIDIA GeForce Now started off with a really decent library. Yeah, uh, but if it keeps dwindling, um, it's it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's going to go bust or go under, but it's just never going to compete. There is still, in my opinion, a huge void for a company to come in and set up a game streaming service. A really good one. Google's. Do you think? Google, do you think it's even possible yet? Um, I think it's possible, but I don't think anyone's got it. Okay. 
I think we've seen Apple. Tr- Apple are going to try. Google tried and failed. Uh, the Google. There's no other word for it. Yes, I know it's a bit mean because the Google Stadia has only been out for about six months, but that is a failure. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's playing it. Like, yeah, never even resorted to starting to give them away with internet <laughs> packages here in the UK. That's, that's how bad it is. It's another ooya. It's the. I, in fact, when oh, it, I, I forgot all about, about that thing. <laughs> When I first heard about the Google Stadia, I think I called it the Ouya Mark II, and that's what this is. So, <laughs> good old Ouya, man. <laughs> I, I should I should be mildly embarrassed to confess that I did actually own a Ouya. <laughs> I paid money, I, I paid actual money for one, and um, all I ended up using it for was a media player in my son's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was uh, God. That system was an absolute nightmare. Good idea. <laughs> that is the the, the is the epitome of how Kickstarters go wrong. It's a great idea in the hands of incompetent people, and then you get the Uya. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I certainly think there's a void out there for somebody to do it, but nobody has just gotten it quite right yet. And um, there's all manner of ways you can do it. I th- I think there are there was a lot of things from the Uya that did make sense. It was a, a platform for indie developers to make and sell games which sounds sounds great to me. The problem was is that they were all Android-based games. The hardware was limited, so you couldn't actually make anything decent on it. But if you could come up with a system like that, um, a, a good example would be something like if Unity got involved in it, that'd be fantastic. Unity decided to um, do streaming, uh, to get into game streaming and all yeah. the publishing of games made on their own, on their own platform. That could be a success. Um, what's, the, uh, what's the other big one? Unreal Engine 4? Although that's Epic Games, I th- don't Epic Games own the Unreal Engine? Don't beats me. <laughs> I'm not too sure. <laughs> I, think, I think Epic Games owns it. Um, but anyway, it's a long story short. But um, yeah, I think there's a gap there for somebody to do it. But it ain't gonna be Nvidia GeForce now. <laughs> no, not not with the sounds of this. No. <laughs> And uh, unless, Pie, you have anything to discuss, I think I am tapped out on news and sources. I don't think you've talked about everything. There's some certain uh, motherboards that we haven't talked about, isn't there? Yeah, no, we talked about them earlier. This Did is, this we? Is, this is, yeah, this this is what happens when you, you live in America and you live off McDonald's and uh, uh, Coca-Cola. Your brain starts to just <laughs> rot from the inside out. <laughs> Oh, just, goodness. Just to, re- just to recap it, just to make you happy, there's going to be some new Z49 motherboards. We've seen designs leak from Asus, MSI, uh, the uh, A Pro. We've seen the, the uh, Titanium 7s. We've seen all sorts, and we're going to see a lot more of these motherboards appear in the next few weeks. But yeah. So. There you go. That, to remind you, I did the joke about giving the picture to the guy with the tea. Yeah, ball. yeah, I remember now. Yeah, there we yeah, go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, hope all of you enjoyed today's um, uh, episode of Technically Gaming. We didn't really come up with an outro, so we're just kind of winging this right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say is that this isn't going to be any kind of formal 
Um, we're not taking any formal structure on this. We're happy to talk about anything gaming or tech related. Um, even if somebody involved on the internet does something really stupid, we'll talk about it. And let's face it, there are loads of people on YouTube who do stupid things on a daily basis. On a daily um, basis. Um, there are other topics we'll probably uh, get into at some point. We may look at talking about anime or, or manga and stuff like that. Um, you know, just general. This is just something for us to have fun with and talk to people about stuff that we enjoy, honestly. Even um, though I didn't talk yeah. much today because we kind of just wanted to get a first episode out there and. It's really because he didn't know much about what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. I got to, I have to look more like see so, so okay just for people to know we kind of decided to do this like maybe like a week ago two weeks ago we've been talking about it but just 100% decided like a, maybe what a week ago or something yeah about then yeah so I'm like suicide you're a lot better at coming up with stuff to talk about than me, so just send it to me. So I have, so yesterday I have two things to look at. I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. This morning I have what? There's an Not added, yet, there's an added seven, and I'm wake, and I wake up at six, and I'm like, oh crap, I gotta read all of this stuff, and I don't know about half of it. So yeah. The, the format we're going to take is that if we find it interesting, we hope you will too. So. Yeah. But hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform, make sure to subscribe so you guys would know whenever we put up more episodes. Pretty sure they're going to be up every Friday is what we decided on. Um, yeah, pending um, uh, pen, pending there actually being something worth talking about happening that week, which is um, fortunately, despite the COVID nineteen news, is still good. Yeah, um, which was one of my biggest concerns that the news sources and uh, I, my concern was that everything technological was going to grind to a halt, and it has yeah. slowed down a little bit, but it's it, it's um, things are still plodding along. But until next week, I am Hugh Rages. And I have a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> and we are technically gaming and we'll see you next time. <laughs>